On this Friday afternoon, Out of Bounds at the Southwest Triple M with Soundgarden and Spoonman. Oh, that was loud in this studio. Daniel Leach and Alan Crane with you as we continue on on this uh, very special Friday show. We've already spoken some football today. We have, Dan. We have. Uh, we're going to speak to a man who might have gone the football route. Actually, did have a little bit of football in him uh, on the weekend playing reserves for Donnybrook, but uh, I don't think we really know him as a footballer that much. Well, he's probably a little bit known for his other sport. Yes. And we've got an absolute worldwide superstar worldwide with us superstar. this That's afternoon, right. Dan. Yes. That's right. And, of course, we've got Donnybrook's own Josh Sheehan. G'day, mate. G'day, fellas. How are you? Going wonderfully. Um, quickly on the football, because like I said, you did play reserves on uh, on the weekend just gone. A few days on. How have we pulled up? Yeah, look, third game back and um, look, the best recovery I've had all season. Ah, <laughs> Very quick. Oh, gee, it's amazing how, how different things are with the training and, yeah. and running. My legs haven't done this in years, so it's been good, but very tough. Now, have you have you sidled up next to Burjo and said you got a league gig this weekend, Josh? <laughs> yeah, well, that's how it all started. I got so keen when I watched the, all four of them win about uh, three, four weeks ago, and I said, Burjo, I'm going to earn a game of league by the end of the season. I didn't realise there was only four games left. <laughs> <That's> true, yeah. <laughs> um, but he did. He did make a joke. This I stepped up, put my hand up when we uh, separated into the league and the Colts and that, and. Jokingly, and he's made a joke saying, "Yeah, you're in this weekend," but I don't actually know if it's serious or not. So we'll see Friday um, at training and <laughs> see see if he's for real. But uh, yeah, look, I'd love to, but also at the same time, I've I've learnt a few Rezzy's boys' names and um, made a bit of a connection with those guys. So I'd love to finish off the season with with anyone really, or with league or Rezzy's. Wouldn't bother me. Now onto the other side. When did Josh Sheehan uh, think motocross was his um, path? Uh, when, after I did a, a states, I was doing the race, state round racing in the southwest about 10, 12 years ago, and um, Donnybrook made the final, and so I stopped racing and went and played a couple of games of league, and then we got, uh, had a horrific um, defeat in the prelims, I think. South came back from six goals down and beat us, and then that was me done. I've stuff that. <laughs> um, but no, it, was, it kind of, a fire was lit inside me about 2006, uh, seven down at where, where the Narragin Revits is. They yes. held a, uh, a local state championship freestyle motocross round. And it was just the first thing of that in, in WA. And um, my mate told me about it and said, oh, you know, see how you go. So I'd, Went through the processes. I, I did have a crash and broke my wrist that day, but I had fun and it just lit a fire in me. And I just it was a sport that I loved. I loved just jumping and and showing off and doing extreme things. But I was at the very bottom, so I had everything to learn. So it just it really appealed to me. So how do you go from there? I mean, that obviously there would have been a fair bit of funding to find. And uh, did a sponsor come on and said, "Hey, young fellow, you're you got a bit of talent," or did you have to find your own way a bit? Yeah, look, it's it's funny, it's backwards, but uh, at the start when you need the help, you don't really get it. <laughs> but I was very fortunate to uh, to start with. I grew up on a farm, so I was able to find a bit of bit of bush that Dad didn't have the orchard on, and and use the orchard tractor to push up some jumps. And <laughs> so like, most of the stuff just rode with friends at other people's other other compounds, other you know tracks and stuff like that, and and then just slowly. 
we built a dirt landing, built a dirt takeoff, eventually built a metal one. And um, yeah, by the time I entered the comp, I'd, um, I think Dad had pushed out a little bit of orchard and didn't plan on planting in a while, so I claimed it quickly. So he, <laughs> so he couldn't plant and um, put a few put a few jumps in the nice clay soil down near the river, and that's just that's been my training ground. So um, for a while, it was I was working. I was a driller out in Boddington. A um, couple of local sponsors back in the day gave me an exhaust, like a, a friend from Bunbury. Cause for concern, he gave me a few clothes and. But the main expense, the bikes, that took years to, to earn. So you kind of need to uh, get some oh, some wins or some high positions under your belt. Um, you know, bit, uh, well, the more events, the the more exposure you get, the more people want to help you out. And so um, it was tough going for a few years with a few injuries and bits like that, but uh, it all worked out, thankfully. And where was the turning point? Where did you get to a stage where... Hang on, I've I've made it. It's it's funny. I for oh, for years I felt like four or five years I was was pretty busy, but I still I still felt too lucky. Like every time I'd fly out, I'd almost have to pinch myself to to think that. Um, hang on, hang on, I'm flying somewhere else in the world to mm. compete to do something in the bike which I love, and it was just. Um, different like i'd get home and i felt like i had to do some work because i felt like the bike was a reward so i had to yeah it took took many years for me to fully just accept that that's my career i have to focus 100 percent on on what i'm doing you know on the bike to training so just slowly progressed from running and doing football stuff to bike training which is just a lot more i guess weights and, and core and that sort of high, short burst, high intensity stuff and less the fitness. It's, um, but yeah, it's, it was never really one defining moment where I thought I'd made it and maybe three or four years ago when <laughs> when it was just still sinking in, thinking, wow, this has been one hell of a ride. But you mentioned it, you know, it's it's the thing that anyone dreams of, to be able to do their dream do- to do their dream job and to be able to do it day in, day out. And for you, like you say, you go travel around the world, you, you're with your bike, you get to do some mad stunts and everyone talks about, you know, the triple backflip, you competing at the <laughs> X Games. Uh, I, I think it was about two or maybe 18 months ago, two years ago, watching you on ESPN and just you know, switching it on just at the right time. And, oh, look, there's Josh Sheehan. Oh, he's jumping for a medal. Come on, mate, go! <laughs> yeah. It's those sort of things where, like you say, you must pinch yourself, but at the same time, you've, you, you realise that you have – You've wanted it for such a long time, and you've done all the the work to earn it. Yeah, there's yeah two two key things. Firstly, is just the passion. I I'm at these comps, but uh, I guess just the last few years, they've the the older guys that I looked up to have stopped riding. But the first few comps, you know, people like Travis Lasana, Nate Adams, Bill Coe, all these guys that, which I've grown up watching, these legends, I'm now competing against, and it just kind of doesn't sink in. It's weird. You still look up to them. <laughs> but I think uh, also um, sort of growing up with a willingness to to not only learn but work hard, that really drilled into me how working hard is important. And, yeah, it's, it's, I have to admit it's been been painful. It's hard. Oh, yeah. Like um, getting to getting to the top is a lot of hard work, but you, you kind of have to fall in love with the training, with the, yeah. you know, with the pain involved. So... It's funny, but 
That's how it is. So how do you go about um, designing a new trick or a stunt, if you like? Do you, do you have it in your head and you map it on a bit of paper and then think, well, this might work? Um, some people are creative and some can um, think of these things or uh, almost look at the BMX world. They seem to be you know, with the light bikes. They can yeah. do a lot more, so you just – that's a good good area to get an idea from, but um, I felt like I grew up quite late and I was chasing everyone all the time. So I was just learning what I'd seen people already do. And um, apart from the double flip and some double flip combinations that not many people have, have tried or do, it's, um, it, I guess those double flip combinations aren't really original. They're just a normal... Up, you know, say a regular trick that we do, but thrown into a double flip. So, yeah, I've felt like I spent most of my time chasing, um, and with the triple flip, it's uh, it's natural, I think, to think that um, to wonder if triple three is possible after doing two. So, mm-hmm. I think everyone that's done a double flip has has pondered mm-hmm. and wondered wondered how hard it would be. So we got four on the oh, radar. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> we, we definitely thought about it, but pretty sure that um, uh, I think it was a gymnast was saying that for every rotation you add, you add four times. Well, multiply the difficulty by four times. Oh. So it, it kind of makes sense, like to go from a single flip to a double flip. It's not just a bit more. It's a it's a it's a that, lot, it's that exponential curve, isn't it, really, yeah, when you think about yeah. it? Absolutely. Um, in terms of what you do now, uh, because as the rest of the world, it's not much going on. Um, social media <laughs> is a big thing for you guys, and obviously you've got lots of sponsors that you need to be able to to be able to to get the word out there, have them on your on your uh, on your your gear and all that sort of thing. So yep. social media is the big thing that you're probably going to have for maybe the next six months. It could be the next twelve months. So when you're doing these sort of social media videos, what like how do you map them out? What like what what's obviously you're looking for wow factor, but how do you go about mapping them out? It's yeah, it's a tough one. Um, creativity is is important. Um, sometimes I'm just doing something and think, ah, oh, you know, I'd love for people to be able to see this. It's actually too often that I think that and then don't post about it, or I haven't got someone there to capture it, or can't do it myself. Mm. But um, especially with these times when everyone's on social media a lot more, I it's perfect time to try and get creative, a bit different, but it is a, it is a tough one. I know um, there are some areas around uh, Southwest or in West Australia that, that I haven't been to myself and uh, areas I've heard about, like right down South on the coast, down near Esperance, there's some just beautiful places and dunes and stuff. So um, I've got some ideas. I was hoping to be able to get some of the Eastern state boys over mm. to do a bit of filming, but um We'll see how that goes. I'll just, uh, I'll have to get back on the bike for a start. Isn't it? Here's how I picture it. It's a town takeover of Donnybrook. So you go through town, you're pretty much just riding the bike off the top of, I don't know, buildings and things like that. Why not? And then, of course, you've got to go through the kids' playground as well. I mean, I can see you doing some mad techers inside the uh, the kids' playground there. Yeah, that, it is a pretty awesome playground. Yes. Um, probably big enough on some of the slides, but yeah, it's it's... Funny, it just I guess you've got to get creative. You've got to think, what would I normally not do? You know, yeah. what, what might I not be able to do? And then 
try and try and get there. So I will say, if I start seeing that video pop up in three to four months' time, I expect five percent of the cut. But that's okay. <laughs> there you I'm, go. Yeah, I'm already running things. <laughs> hey, mate, when the competition does eventually start, when everything, it's going to be a whole new look, isn't it? Because some of the faces that were there mightn't be there, and it's it's going to be a whole new world, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I know a couple of guys over east, two young brothers that were quickly sort of advancing through the ranks and I know they're still training and young and motivated so they're learning all these big tricks so yeah there'd have to be a few more of them around the world that are, when when the comps open up there's just going to be bangers of you know all these young boys that are, I don't know had, had the time got to be bored and <laughs> a bit motivated and wanted to learn all these tricks so um, yeah it's it's hard it's tough to see what's going to be happening in the future. And what about your bikes? You know, if you go to Rome to ride, do you take a bike with you or do you set a bike up over there? What do you do in that regard? So the the bigger competitions, they'll, uh, well, a couple of competitions, they'll help you source a bike, just a stock bike. So usually I'll get there and there'll just be a stock, fairly new, but stock for Honda 450. And then I'll just bring my handlebars, suspension, custom things like cut down seats and um you know steering dampeners and things like that that I that I use for tricks and I'll I'll just actually sometimes have to bring my own tools as well but basically take all the parts that I've customized and put them on that bike and it just becomes my bike for the event and then rip it down after just on that one when you say you take your own handlebars how much difference is that in the handlebars that they supply and the ones that you use uh just so some of them, they're different bends. Like I, I run a slightly higher bend just to uh, give myself more room. So stand up most of the time, so I like them to sit a bit higher. And also some of them have a cross brace, some don't. So, um, yeah, I run a, a thicker diameter mounting for the stronger handlebars and then a higher bend to have a little bit of room for sort of knees and legs when you're throwing them around. So uh, <laughs> some people go higher again and then can put both feet through the bars, but I have a bit of trouble with, with getting my feet through the bars, so I just steer clear of them. <laughs> All right, a couple of quick fire ones for you before we finish up. All right. One, what's been good about being home? The uh, never-ending to-do list. <laughs> we were talking about this actually just before. You've been doing a bit of uh, engineering work at home. It's been brilliant. Just jobs that I thought, ah, oh, one day I'll get around to that. Now is that one day or one year. So <laughs> <laughs> some huge jobs, but... I'm ticking them off. What's the one thing you've missed the most? Um, skydiving with mates. Skydiving, yeah. Look, we can do. Oh, you're going to say yeah, you missed but... it too, Dan? Skydiving. Oh no, I just like the idea of going skydiving. <laughs> but I love that. That's the one. Josh, thing can you... you take him skydiving for me? Oh, Le- legally, no. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I have to lose about thirty kgs first too, but that's a different yeah. story. Uh, are you a first class traveller? No, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> you have enough frequent I, I, I flyer points. points. Yeah. I get creative with the frequent flyers and I use them to upgrade the business when I can. Yeah. But no one will ever pay for a business flight. It's literally four or five times the price. Yeah. But I did get lucky once. Uh-huh. I was flying home injured. And so they booked me business uh-huh. because I was busted collarbone and ankle. Yeah. And then the flight from Dubai to Perth was was booked out in business, so they bumped me up to first class. Oh, it's the nice. only time I've ever done first international. Oh. Something special, but... How was it, was mate? In... Good? Oh, look, it was, <laughs> I, was, I was so grateful because I could actually 
spread out, but you, you're in your own little cabin. Yeah. Like the bathroom's literally a bathroom. You could lay down, have a sleep, <laughs> yeah. shower. Was that one of those em- Emirates A380s or something? Uh, well, yeah, it oh, was. Oh, they're special. Full, ones. truly first class. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. Uh, what was your first bike? First one, KDX 200. Okay. Like a Kawasaki enduro bike. Don't still have it? No, no. Broken um, apart for parts? <laughs> yeah, for money. Yeah. <laughs> to get the next one. And then final one, what would you like to own? Um, and funnily enough, a new house. <laughs> um, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I'd like to live in a new house. Yeah. But at the same time, it keeps me humble. I, I live in... My grandfather's old house here on the farm, mm. it's cold, uh, it's twisted and wood floors, it's, but it's, it's you know, when I'm travelling, I'm hardly <laughs> ever home, and yeah. so it's kind of like a, you know, it makes, uh, grandfather did always say, don't make things too easy for yourself. If, you, if you're trying to make things easy, if you're trying to just cruise along, it'll just, it just won't work. It, things will get harder, so I do like to you know, have a cold shower every now and then, cold tub, <laughs> cold mornings, whatever, just... Keep things hard. Keep uh, keep things challenging. I like it. Uh, if you want to follow Josh Sheen on the social media, because as we say, it's going to be a lot of social media stuff for the next few months. Facebook Sheeny F- FMX, uh, Instagram Sheeny FMX as well. And I know that you're going to be in Mandurah in uh, sort of mid to late October for the boating, camping, fishing show as well. Yes, yes, that's right. I'm looking forward to that one. So there's a good excuse to go to Mandra. There's not that many good excuses sometimes to go to Mandra, <laughs> but that's a different story. But this is a good excuse to go see uh, the great Thank man Sheeny in action. Josh, absolute delight to chat to you, man. We really do appreciate it um, to be able to to come from such a small area in the whole of Australia and to do what you're able to do. Um, it gives every other person that might be, you know, young kid that's a country kid the idea that, hey, you can go on and do big things and it's good to be able to catch up with someone like yourself and how down to earth you are as well. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to have a chat to us on Out of Bounds. No, thanks for having me. Cheers.